This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode number 30, Pronouncing the Inconceivable. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash sspbook. That's bit.ly slash sspbook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. You have quite a treasure there in that Horodric cube. From the far reaches and burning depths of sanctuary comes Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo podcast. It's beginning to feel like some great evil is permeating the air around here. Now, your hosts, Nevik, Breja, and Jen. Stay a while and listen. Coming to you from the proverbial Dawn Forge pouch, this is episode 30 of the Shattered Soulstone your Diablo community podcast. It is Saturday, December 15th, and I am your host, Nevik. And I am, of course, joined by my two co-joeys. Brasia, how are you tonight? I am doing fantastic, thanks for asking. And I uh, had some fun playing last night with uh, Saintly Demon and P-Dog. So, but I'll tell you a little bit more about that soon. Okay. And Jen, how how is uh, how are your allergies going today? Uh, they're they're better today than they have been this week. Um, those that follow me on Twitter might note that I started talking about when I broke out in hives from something I used to treat my allergies. That was fun. Um, but I'm okay beyond that. How are you doing? Uh, I just got back from a tantru- temper tantrum central, otherwise known as a Chuck e- Ch- Wow, I can even talk tonight. Chuck E. Cheese's. Um, it was Little Deathy's second birthday. And uh, I do believe that he's not the only one with a birthday in December. I do believe our very own uh, Brasia has a birthday, which will be tomorrow, which will then be in the past when everybody's listening to this. But, uh, you know, hey. hopefully everybody on Twitter Yay. will be will be uh, paying attention to when I embarrass Brasia later today. Because it'll be, uh, it'll be 9 p.m. here. Yeah, so in about an hour and a half, exactly, Brasia will be one level higher Exactly. Level up day. Yay. Yep. Level up day. Yep. Happy birthday. Happy level up day. Yep. Enjoy oh. your new skills. Yep. Ooh, thank you. Or new runes. I got mad skills. <laughs> <laughs> or your extra magic and gold find. That that would be pretty useful in real life, I suppose. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> Walk around and just, you know, find loot all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh, look. Treasure chest. Open it up. I find... Ooh, look at that. It's a legendary. Yay. <laughs> It'll get me to work today. <laughs> So, legendary car. <laughs> legendary car. Well, you could just um, pay for a vanity plate and go with legendary. Oh, that's true. Well, let's get into what we've been up to in-game. Uh, we will start with you, Brasia, since you're the birthday boy. Hey, thank you very much. Uh, last night, I did a kind of an impromptu thanks to you. <laughs> Gaming what, night. What, what are you talking about? Night. <laughs> I, I'm just like I said, okay, you know, I wasn't really feeling too well, so I, I called in and said, you know, I'm going to rest up today, which was yesterday, and uh, then I'm just like checking out my tweets in between waking up, and I go, hmm, 
<laughs> What's this thing from Shadow Soulstone? Oh, Brazier's gonna have a gaming night tonight. What? And then, of course, um, Lex ends up uh, retweeting, What time? And I'm like, mm, I guess I'll do it. Uh, 9 o'clock <laughs> after I get much more sleep. Thank you. So, I got I got a bit more sleep. I was feeling better. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, P-Dog and I jumped on about quarter of 9 and just started playing around with a couple of uh, alt characters. And uh, Lex was going to jump on. And uh, he said he'd be back in about a half hour, but... Fortunately, something came up for him. He wasn't able to, but Saintly Demon chimed in and said, Hey, you know, why don't we do this? Of course, I tried recording last night um, through Mumble, and I did record, but it was pretty much just me because no one else had Mumble. So I'm sitting there talking as much as I could the whole time. It'll be probably partly hilarious because you can hear P-Dog in the background talking about, Oh, look at this, and Paragon levels, and oh, we died again, and again, and again, and again. <laughs> so, we were having a great time though because we had not played with our demon hunters since they both hit 80 I'm sorry 60 wow 80 um yeah once they both hit <laughs> wait, 60 wait 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 your demon hunters hit 80 how no. did you do that wow okay you really I... did level up really well it's... for uh you know your birthday and that was yeah. also two expansions ago by the way you know what the worst part is I haven't even had anything to drink yet um <laughs> so no birthday drinks yet and I'm still doing that Anyway, let's get back to it. My witch doctor, <laughs> witch excuse doctors, me, my witch doctor, and his witch doctor, both are level 60, and we decided, oh, you know what, we haven't done Inferno. Saintly Demon said, hey, you know what, I've, I have my Barbarian, who's Paragon 16, I've been playing around for a bit, why don't we jump in together? Because I, I've tried, you know, I can run 4 and 5, no problem, but anything higher than that we probably shouldn't do. And I said, okay, you know, why not, we'll do Paragon 3, I mean, not Paragon, Mo uh, Monster Power 3. And we, of course, you know, just hit 60, so we still have our gear from previously. And let me just say, doing 37,000 DPS is great for my Witch Doctor, but I can't live long enough to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I do my first 37,000, I die. I get up, run back, do another 37,000, die, run back. <laughs> it was uh, it was interesting, because it's really, in Inferno, now that I have my own experience, I keep hearing from you, or I keep hearing from other people, how you have to, you know, really change your gear and not as much focus of damage as, as it to survivability. And that really is the case. And you know, it's just, it's fun. Um, I've been more getting into Diablo than I've been getting into other games. Mainly because Diablo I can pick up and you know, if I only have an hour I can play that and then just stop the game and leave. And like, mm -hmm. go to bed or whatever else I have to do. Which, you know, it's been the kind of play style since work has been so crazy that kind of helps out. Yeah. And it's been fun, and got you know, P-Dog a chance to play a little bit again. So the three of us were playing, we said, okay, you know what, we'll just play for about 45 minutes or so. And then two hours later, we're like, hey, wait a minute, we're still playing, what's going on? And so uh, we got a, got a bit of the Diablo bug in Inferno and had a great time. We, uh, we got carried, thank you, Saintly Demon, once again, uh, carried us through the Butcher. We, uh, we survived probably about the first 30%, then both of us ended up getting cooked. Yeah. by the, uh, the ground and he pretty much soloed it for the rest of the way with a whirlwind uh, barb and then we ended up getting paragon level one so that was fun yeah what what you should do until you get some better gear is just drop down to no monster power mp0 and mm -hmm. then it feels a lot more like hell you should be able to make progress and probably get through all the way to 
um, Act 4 and clear Diablo in Inferno. Remember that whole, like, uh, it, it was kind of like uh, the uh, curve for the difficulty level. And, you know, you, you finish you finish normal, and, you know, it's a pretty steady curve. And then, then it jumps a little bit for, for Nightmare, and then, then it jumps a little bit more for Hell and keeps going up. And then prior to 105 with with monster power you know it was like a huge jump to act one and then it was a huge and even bigger jump to act two inferno and and so on and so forth and then then with uh this new monster power in the nerfs that they did it, it's, it's pretty much a steady curve now all the way through so it's nice yeah i'm, I'm getting that and the experience is very different because i remember i didn't want to touch uh, i think when we hit level 60 it was still 104 and so I just, you know, we tried it a couple packs and like, ah, it just doesn't feel right. So we stopped playing it. And that's why I've just been playing the alts mostly. And then, of course, now we have that, the monster power. And um, I like it now. I really do. I think it's going to give us a chance to actually get in there and play with it and maybe get a couple of nice drops because P-Dog actually picked up a legendary during that. We uh, got the Nephilim Valor almost like within a couple of minutes of doing mm -hmm. of playing together with saintly demon and then we just ran a couple of different spots where he knows that champion impact seemed to appear and then he said okay why don't we try you know running through a couple bosses see what we can do and that that was fun it was a great it was really a good time it was just um a different way of playing it that we have to kind of get used to mm -hmm. like at least personally you know i mean i'm just used to playing okay i've got all my other alts are starting to level up. I've got my Monk at 40, my Barbarian at 30, Demon Hunter at 30, and Wizard somewhere around there at 18. Mm-hmm. Mm <laughs> so, but yeah, it was a good time. Well, I, I'm glad I'm glad to hear that uh, you had some fun in Inferno, because it Inferno is where things get interesting and or turn people away, but uh, not, not so much now. I, I've been noticing more and more people have been I, at least, at least a few people in the in the past two weeks have mentioned something on Twitter. Um, it was all directed at me. It wasn't directed to the Shattered Stone, but uh, about um, you know 105 and the change to Inferno. Like one guy asked asked on Twitter, uh, "Oh my goodness, who was it? Who was it? Uh, it was um, oh my goodness, I'm s totally failed today. I can't find it. Anyways, yeah." <laughs> Whoever it is, you know who you are. I'm sorry, <laughs> but <laughs> ask, ask me about uh, the changes to Inferno, and and he he was able to progress and he liked it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. With the nerfs and the buffs to crowd control, Inferno is a lot more doable at MP0. That that's what I would suggest. And you know, you don't have to play with monster power at all. You you can just keep it off and and you know until until you self-find all that gear that you can't afford then you know just slowly increment your way up like i have been doing yeah i mean it brings us back to a couple of the last um episodes where we've been talking about monster power and how it works and you know is it necessary or not and i'm starting to see more of how it allows the gameplay to adjust to style that you really want to play I mean, I'm actually experiencing it, not just, you know, talking about it from what I've re read. And it just feels that, like now it's a challenge, but it's not a punishment to try to get through Inferno. Mm -hmm. Like, I can adjust that. So if I, you know, get 
certain amount of equipment that I say, okay, you know what? Let me try it at monster level one or monster level two and see how I do. And mm -hmm. oh, no, it's really too much for me. Okay, I drop it back down. That's a good thing. Yeah. Because then you can you can set that challenge for yourself. Yeah, it's I, I really think that Diablo three in the place that it is today is potentially where it should have been when the game launched, but you know, I don't think we could have waited until a month and a half ago for the game to be released. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, if I I know I know people will come back for the expansion and they'll mm -hmm. be like, oh wow, the game feels completely different. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, it does. Now all they need to do is kind of fix the itemization, and I, that was Lil Deathy. He's, he's decided that he, that he wants to come in and add his two cents on Diablo. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I, I'm glad to hear that uh, that that our supplementary gaming night went on. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I I guess you can say that at least I gave you a little bit of forewarning about possibly springing that on you. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. So it was a good time. I would have done it, but I was off seeing The Hobbit, so I I was I was a little Trixies, so yeah. Well, Jen, what have you been up to? Well, this week I've been doing mostly a lot of writing work. I had uh, one of the situations with one of the places I write for kind of require a lot more work than was expected. Um, but I did have time to play. I also had time to write um, a blog about the artwork from the Diablo 3 calendar for November. About the very creepy, you know, figure that they selected. So that's in the, the notes over at uh, Shattered Soulstone. You can check that out um, if you'd care to, if you have the calendar or if you, you know, want to know more about the lore behind the stuff in it. That's where that's at. And then I spent a night and said, okay, I'm just going to play D3 until I can't think anymore. And I'm going to try to get my barbarian, like, leveled or through Act 1 of Nightmare if I can. Um, and the first thing I did was, you know, you guys have me hooked on Monster Power now that I've tried it. So um, I went and put it on Monster Power 2 and set my barbarian into the Forsaken... I want to say Forsaken Cemetery, but it's Cemetery Forsaken. I'm always getting this backwards because of World of Warcraft with Forsaken. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Yeah. Um, so I went there and just started playing around. And it was, it was fun. It was a lot more fun than usual just putting it up to um, Monster Power 2. And there were more... Uh, packs of monsters and I don't think I got a legendary or anything but I was just like it kind of brought that oh my god I'm gonna die back into the game in like my favorite part of the game so that was kind of fun um, and somewhere in there uh, Tensor joined my game which is always cool I love when people just jump in and you know join the game it's always fun um, so he jumped in and he had he brought his witch doctor and like the witch doctor's army. I mean, he had like three zombie dogs and like a giant golem, I think it was. And he was like doing all these spells um, that just took up the whole screen. I mean, it was amazing. It was really fun. And we went through like three of the crypts. And we didn't obviously find the crown because I wasn't looking for the crown. You know, I'd already done that part. And he asked, well, what, what, you know, quest are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm not really doing a quest. I'm just checking out monster power. So we decided to do a Skeleton King run, which was fun. It went so fast. It was just great. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And he, Tensor was saying that he's using a Hellfire ring to level up his witch doctor. And, uh... 
he really thought Brazier would appreciate that. <laughs> so, um, yay! Yeah, he's using it, and he's got. Um, I took a screenshot so I'd get the stats right. It looked pretty cool. I mean, I don't have one of these yet, um, and it's probably going to be a while before I do. But if I can find the screenshot, let's see. Okay, so he's got a Hellfire Ring. Um, do you want me to read off the stats? Is that yeah, that's relevant? fine. Oh, yeah, okay, it. so it's plus sixty-seven dexterity. It's plus two fifty-seven intelligence. Plus 51 poison resistance. It gives him plus 579 life after each kill and adds 153, plus 153 to armor. It's got an increased bonus experience by 35%, which is probably what's helping him a lot with uh, leveling, and a chance to launch an explosive ball of hellfire when you attack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, that awesome. So that's what he was doing. Yeah, it was. I don't know if you guys. Do you guys have a hellfire ring? Or do you have one that compares to this at all? Like, is this a really good one? Because I think it is, but I don't really know from comparison. Well, Hellfire Ring requires you to get organs from the Uber's bosses, which requires you to be level 60 and farm keys from the Key Wardens and to create the, ah. create the Infernal Machine. So, um, well, I'll get to that in my, okay. my part. But... <laughs> Okay, so we did the uh, Skeleton King, and then I think he was going to um, switch characters and uh, level a, a different one, work on something else. So we kind of split up for a little while. And at that point, I decided, okay, I am going to focus on getting through Nightmare, you know, Act 1. I just want to just have this part done and feel like I've done something. Um, so I set the monster power back to, I think, I think level 1. I didn't go to 0, and I figured, okay, 2 was like a little tough. 1 should probably be fine. Um, and I was at, I think I was at level 36 when I started this whole night. Um, so later, Tensor came back and he brought his Barbarian, <laughs> which is a level 60 Barbarian. And he said he had this, uh, the best legendary that has dropped for him so far. It's this two-handed sword that's called Maximus, and it has all these huge stats on it. Do you want the stats on that, or just the thing that I think is the coolest? Just, just the, uh, the, what is it, the demon summoning? Yeah, chance to summon a demon slave when attacking. <laughs> Like, you just get a demon slave. And then there will also be a fire chain linking you to the demon. There was. He showed me. Yeah. I had never heard of this before. Yeah, he gets, like, you get a demon on a chain to go fight stuff for you. That was pretty darn cool. Um, and in the process of showing me that and running around out wherever we were, um, I ran into one of those key wardens. I'd never oh. seen one before. Oh, right. Well, right. Wonder if the keyboard no, I don't think the keywardens the actual keywardens that drop the keys for the Inferno machine, I don't think they appear in anything but Inferno, but I do believe there are key warders. Oh, that must have been what it was. Yeah. I'd never seen one before though. I was like, Wow, that's new. Okay. So I mean I guess what I'm saying is that, you know, the stuff Tensor was doing was way more interesting than what I was doing in game this time around. <laughs> um, but it was fun. And then we split up again later and came back again and um I, I was in the uh, portion of Act 1 where you're going through that big dungeon with all the spiders that drop. Mm, um, mm -hmm. And he came back, I think, with his witch doctor, but the lag was just getting him. And he couldn't stay the whole time. But it was really cool. It was like, hey, cool, someone to play with. And it was like really early in the morning at this point. Um, so I went through the uh, the thing with the spiders and all of this, and I got as far as um, right with the checkpoint right in front of Leoric's Manor, mm -hmm. that part. I hate that part of the game. <laughs> I really do. That is my least favorite portion of all of Diablo 3, is that whole Leoric's Manor and, you know, the torture chambers and 
all that. Just, nah, not so much, you know? Um, and I think right before that, it was like almost, it had to be like five in the morning at this point. And I noticed Brazia was on, so I said hi. Hello. <laughs> you remember that? I do, that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, how's it going? And I think you said that um, you'd come home from work because you didn't feel well. And I'm like, still up. <laughs> haven't slept yet, you know? Um, and then I hit the checkpoint and I decided, okay, I just, I can't stay up any longer to try to get through the last two parts of the um, act one. So I decided that's where I was going to stop. And somewhere in there, somebody said hi to me. And I know I said hi back, but I was at the point where it was just getting where I was so tired. It was really hard to read anymore. So whoever you are, I, I, you know, send me a tweet or a, send us an email and I'll give you a shout out on the show. I can't remember, unfortunately, because it was so early in the morning at that point. But that's pretty much where I'm at. Um, I think my demon, my demon hunter. Yeah, right. Now I haven't touched the demon hunter since <laughs> last show. Um, the uh, barbarian is at level 38 now, from 36 to 38, which was kind of impressive. And I'm attributing that to all the help from Tensor as well as the monster power. I think probably had an effect on that. Um, yeah, and I just got that last little bit, and I'll finally be through Act One of Nightmare with the barbarian. Yay! Yeah. Yay! I really wanted to just keep going, but I'm like, man, it's five in the morning. I know I got work to do today. It's at the point where I can't really read anymore, so I'm going to just do stupid deaths all the way through. It's going to take longer. And like I said, I just I don't like that part. You know, I don't like that part. So uh, next time, yeah, it's not <laughs> I'll make myself go through it. Yeah, it's it's not. And especially if it's like a part you don't like in the game anyway. Mm -hmm. You're like, I just want to get through it. I don't care. I'm not going to you know, whatever. I just want to get through this part and be done. Um, yeah, so I decided it was a good point to quit, and unfortunately, that leaves me looking at that part when I start next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we'll at, see. at least next time, you should be nice and fresh and ready to go for it. Yeah. Yeah, so next time I'm on, uh, if any of you all that are connected to me through the battle tag system, if you see me on, come help me get through the part of the game that I hate. That'd be great. Just jump in. <laughs> just jump in. Don't even ask. Just show up. And so, will that also um, continue with Act 2? As in just jump, jump in? Yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> well, I mean, like, carry you through Act 2 as well. Oh. <laughs> hey, if somebody wants to, I'll let them it's at this point. At least Belial, right? <laughs> yeah, that part is the exact part I'm thinking of, you know? But I was going to be nice and be like, oh, yeah, come play some more. Really, I'm just asking for more help with Belial that I don't like either. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, whatever gets you through. Yeah. So, um, Jen, I, I did a quick search on Google, and it appears that the Key Wardens do appear in normal difficulty, and so... Well, we were in Nightmare, though. Yeah, well, well normal Nightmare in Hell. They, basically, they, oh, they just oh. appear, uh, no matter what difficulty level they are. Now, do you have to be a level 60 for that to occur? Because Tensor's Barbarian was a level 60, I believe. Um, no. Um, no, it's not yeah. triggered by that. Okay. Yeah, because there, there's a thread on the official forums about... Uh, somebody complaining about uh, the key wardens appearing in anything except Inferno, because uh, when you're playing a hardcore character, those key wardens are a little more tricky to deal with than your normal uniques. So, <laughs> I, I imagine some hardcore characters have run into them and be like, "Oh wait, oh oh wait, oh no, I'm dead." So, yeah. probably, yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But anyway, I saw one. I won't have need for them for a very long time um, to, to try to get the Hellfire rings. I'm still I'm still working on like the staff for the Wednesday Shire. You know, I'm still mm -hmm. working on that. 
a little bit behind, but I'll get there eventually. It'd be kind of interesting if they actually did something to make Whimsyshire relevant again, because um, nobody does Whimsyshire anymore. Not that I noticed. Yeah, I don't hear anybody talking about it or, you know, blogging about it or tweeting, hey, I found Whimsyshire or I'm going back in, you know. How awesome would it be if they put, uh, like, th this is this is just me, you know, kind of spitballing uh, a little bit. Uh, put, um, I, I guess, a second level of Key Wardens for a second level of Uber bosses where they're actually the act end bosses, um, along with maybe a mini boss or something, I guess. And uh, But the portal, you, you'd have to go into Whimsyshire, clear it in order to open up the portals, or you just fight them there in Whimsyshire. That'd be interesting. You'd hmm. need like a whole weekend to just play D3 to get all that rolling, I think. Yeah. <laughs> go to this, then that part, then go here, then get that part, then go over there. Now you can get into this. You know? It would be so much fun to fight Belial with neon green grass. That would be interesting. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. That's just me being silly. <laughs> Anyways, um, so what, <laughs> what I've been up to, um, okay, everybody, brace yourselves, uh, sit down, hold on to something. I cleared Inferno with my uh, melee demon hunter. Woohoo! Yeah. Go demon <laughs> I miss my demon hunter. I haven't played her in a while, but yeah. it's awesome you got through there. With the demon hunter, too, not with the wizard. Yeah, well, I played with my wizard quite a bit as well, but um, I, I don't know. I don't know what got, got stuck in my craw, I guess you could say. Um, I could have gone with a different uh, body body part, but I decided craw would be best. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I decided, you know, I, I just for for some reason, I'm like, you know what? Let's let's see how this goes. And so yeah, my demon hunter went all the way through, killed Diablo, um, all solo. I was playing on Monster Power Zero, of course, because uh, yeah. <laughs> But I, I think I could handle MP1 or 2 with, with my Demon Hunter. Um, it was, I, I, I have to admit, it was actually a lot of fun. Uh, my Demon Hunter uh, forego, or for, for went for something, for, for gone. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Forsaken, that's yes. it. Right? I, yeah, yes. yeah, there we go. He forsake, uh, using a ranged weapon, you know, one-handed crossbow. He, uh, sword and board. Yep, sword and board. But uh, amazingly, you can still use grenades, and that's really cool. So I guess I can't really call him a melee hunter, so to speak, but close quarters combat probably would be a little more suitable. But uh, yeah, sword and board, no no ranged weapon at all. And it was a lot of fun. I have to admit, it's a lot of fun. If I thought he would be viable as a farming character, I might, you know, keep playing with him. But uh, I, I don't know. He is really durable, though. I, I have to admit that he is pretty durable. Um, got him in the process of going through Inferno. He's at uh, Paragon level five, and that was pretty cool. Um, I think I found uh, the legendary weapon Sever, and I gave that to my Demon Hunter, you know, just just for for giggles. And uh, it was it just so much fun. So. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, let's see, what else? On uh, the gaming night that we did back on the 7th, uh, Lex and Wango Tango and Swain... Oh, wait, Lex and Wango Tango? That's the same person. Lex is Wango Tango. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Swain Mango and his friend... Uh, I, I'm going to butcher his name. I think it's 
Little Mill Konox, something like that. Kunox, something like that. Um, we, we did an Ubers run at MP5, and the Ubers is where you have to, you know, get the three keys from Acts 1 through 3 from the Key Wardens to create an Infernal Machine. And uh, let's see, I think I used one of my Infernal Machines, and I forget who used the other two. I think it was Swain Mingo. And uh, yeah, killed all three of the combinations. Uh, the first one that we did. We, we actually got them in order, I think. We we got uh, the Skeleton King and Magda, which is Ro's favorite mini-boss of the game. And that one wasn't too bad. Uh, then we then we opened up the next portal. I don't remember the, na the names of the realms. And that one was uh, Gome and Rakanoth, and that was no problem. And then we got to Zoltan Cool in Siegebreaker, and oh my goodness, that one's actually kind of rough. But uh, we we were able to down them all, and I had a grand total of zero organs drop for me. And I was like, oh. All that work, and <laughs> it didn't happen. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we did that, and um, I, I'm forgetting if Zesty was on that night. I think it was another night but i jumped into zesty with some of uh some of his friends or well i don't know if they were his friends but he was running in a in a game uh i forget what mp level we were playing but it wasn't a public game and it ended up being two demon hunters his puke doctor and me on my wizard i think yeah i was playing on my wizard and one of the demon hunters was also a close quarters combat demon hunter using grenades and and the sentry and all that good stuff. So that was pretty cool. While I was farming keys in Act 2, I ran into a unique that I had never seen before. And uh, when I first ran into it, I think it was a ghost. And it was called the Shade of Nargul. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then it flew into a pile of the disembodied body parts. And it turned into the flesh of Nargul. I was like, oh, wow, this is weird. And so uh, when you kill the flesh, then that exposes the, the uh, shade again, and then you try to kill it. Of course, it runs back to the pile of bodies and turns into another flesh. And so basically the, the idea is um, if you can, you want to kill all the piles of bodies first, but each flesh doesn't really have a whole lot of health points. So... If, if he does fly into a pile and, and turns into the flesh, it's no big deal. He's basically just a normal monster, but the shade has a lot of hit points. So ex expect, a, expect it to last a little while. But um, when I killed him, he didn't really drop anything of any note. I think, you know, just counted as another one of those uniques. Didn't even, didn't even give me a stack of Nephilim Valor, so boo. <laughs> All uniques should, I think. Don't you think, Prasia? I do. Yeah, so that happened. I was like, oh, wow, there's still stuff in this game that I still haven't seen, and that's pretty impressive. Um, let's see, what else? I finally cleared the... I don't have this written down, but I finally cleared the exploration achievement in Act 3, and I'm missing one, one area for achieving the exp exploration for the entire game. And that one area is a random event for that one, um, oh my goodness, I can't remember the name of the machine now, but it's that machine that will sometimes appear in the desolate wastes. 
trying to remember what it's called. Oh god, I can't remember. But anyways, yeah, I'm one, one lucky RNG from getting that achievement as well. So, yay. Then I uh, ran into, oh man, I'm gonna butcher this name. I'm so sorry. Uh, let's see, Nunos Aps Apunso. <laughs> see, I told you I was gonna butcher it. And uh, he was like, hey, you want to do some Uber signs? I was like, sure, sure, why not? So uh, we tried just us two on our wizards, and we did MP5, and we're like, yeah, this probably isn't going to work. We, we don't quite got the DPS. So he brought in his friend, and here's another name that I'm going to butcher. Zri, Z, Zri, yeah, Zri Meadows. There we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm horrible with pr pronouncing English, or, well, not English. I don't even know where I'm going with this. But anyways, he came in with his barb, and we had very little problems after that. And we did two full sets of Ubers, and I got a grand total of four organs. Unfortunately, they were two of the... I got two spines, writhing spines, and two demonic fangs. So I still need the third organ in order to complete my first hellfire ring so yay <laughs> oh very nice but hey when that first hellfire ring ends up being almost garbage at least i'll have another i'll be one organ away from creating my second hellfire ring so how's that huh pretty good <laughs> yeah so that's what i've been up to i was hoping that i would have a hellfire ring by now but hey that's all right and I think my wizard is uh, about halfway through to Paragon level 39 now. So it really slows down. <laughs> really, really slows down. If you thought Paragon level 1 was slow, which it isn't, just wait until you get into the 20s and then the 30s and then the 40s and then the 50s. That's, that's what I've been up to. So, before we go into our email, I did want to mention our sponsor, which is Audible. You can go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get a free audiobook. And how that works is you will get one credit, which you can use on over on over 100,000 different audiobooks that they have in their catalog. And every single book that they have now is one credit. So, you can use it on anything that you could possibly want. With your 30-day trial, you'll also have digital versions of the New York Times and Wall Street Journal to read if you want to. And thereafter, every month, if you stay with Audible, you will get one book credit per month. And not to mention that with your membership, you will also be included in any special offers that they have. And they do tend to run those quite a lot, but you, most of the time you need to be a member for those special deals. So go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get your free audiobook today. So we have some emails. And Jen, how would you like to read the email from our good friend Zesty? Oh, I can do that. That sounds good. So let's see. Zesty starts out with hello, H-E-L-L-O-O, -O, hello. <laughs> um, it's been a while, but I've never missed an episode of SSS Shattered Soul Stone. You're asking for a list of improvements to the game, and it got me to thinking. So he's got a list here. One, 
I know this will be unpopular with diehards, but more WoW-like. Crafting, daily quests, guilds, clans, better chat room, mailbox, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, two, does Blizzard realize that there are five fingers to a hand? Why not add more ring slots, i.e. rings, specialized in movement, some even for just visual enhancements, like turns you into a monster randomly? <laughs> Hmm, that's an interesting idea. I like that. You know, I, I don't know how they'd fit all of the slots into the little, you know, paper doll image, kind right. of, but um, it'd be kind of cool. Number three, the bloody PvP. Hurry up, it says. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <Hey>, Four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe it'll be in the expansion, maybe not, I don't know. Um, okay, so number four. He says, things like the Hellfire ring chain, that's the way they need to head. So I'm taking it he's a fan of that whole uh, process that you've just described very well there, Nevik. Um, number five. I'm even, good lord, prepared to pay for extra content. Nothing in life is free. And to be honest, Blizzard has been constantly improving Diablo when it has no real monetary gain. The artists and coders, they have to commit for new content. What other game goes to that length of customer service? Most produce a game, and that's it. Number six. Please don't take two years to release the expansion. And in parentheses, he has Heart of the Swarm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. right and then, let's see. There's a couple more here. Seven. As in number one, the crafting. It's bad. Like a stinking, rotting fish head that's fly-blown and somebody has just thrown up on, oh. thrown into a blender, and put into an easily broken bag and slipped into your bed after you've had a big night on the town and are not feeling so well. He really doesn't like crafting, as I can tell from this. <laughs> that's a very creative descriptor for it, though, man. Paints a picture. Mm-hmm. And number eight, he says, that is all for now. Goes on to say, thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Also, Lantonio, a market report for the set pieces, as in what to look for in buying and how to set your price. Nevik, it's time for reconciliation support group with how to live and love the witch doctor. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Brilliant. And yeah. Uh, Zesty says from, from me, he says, Jen, more haikus about the trailer park life. I should probably explain that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I live in a mobile home park. It's also called a trailer park. Slight difference. Um, not a hell of a lot. And when my neighbors are doing really bizarre things, I tend to write um, on Twitter. I'm at Queen of Haiku on Twitter. I will write a haiku about the craziness going on around me, and I'll put hashtag mobile home park so you can follow all those if you care to. Um, it's nice to see that Zesty's amused by them. Mm. Uh, he goes on. And he says, Brasia, you just keep doing the awesome job that as a witch doctor that you do. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he ends it with, you have your jobs, people. Now get to work. All the best, Zesty. Boy, I got out easy on that one. Thanks, Zesty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I would argue that I got off easy because uh, it's not happening. I'm not going to. Oh. I'm not going to a support group. No. Aww. <laughs> so I don't have to do anything. So, but uh, yeah. Um, I'm hoping that the expansion will come out by the end of next year. Uh, Brasia still, you, you still think that we're we're looking at late 2014 or sometime in 2014 instead of 2013? I hope 2013, but I really don't see it. You know, I mean, unless 
who knows? I, we're going to get something about BlizzCon probably in January or February about when it's going to be and then we kind of decide what are they trying to do, you know, market-wise and what, what are they trying to hit. I think it really depends on how much they want to push out the uh, PvP patch. If that's something they want to do now or, or is it something that they're going to just say, you know what, we don't have the things where we want it, we're just going to put it out with the new expansion. I think they should wait. No, not wait, but they should not wait for the expansion to do it because that's just putting too much extra. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that uh, just put out in a patch. Unfortunately, I don't think the PvP... Well, we, we know for, I would say, a very strong certainty that it's not coming this year. And we're not even going to possibly see the blog post about what they're thinking of doing with PvP until maybe the end of the year. But that that was all that uh, Mr. J. Wilson was willing to commit to mm -hmm. on Twitter. And, you know, I, I kind of feel bad for... For Jay Wilson or anybody, any developer from Blizzard, because you know, the, if they say anything, it it's taken as gospel. And the the little comment that he said that if you know if PvP didn't wasn't out by the end of the year, he would consider it a disaster. That's kind of coming back to bite him in the butt a little bit. And you know, it, I I can see the argument that you know they should have had it out by now, but they did deliver on a bunch of other things. I I mean, I don't think they you know that they've just been twiddling their thumbs they've probably been working on how to do pvp and then realizing that their itemization kind of broke any plans that they could do for pvp and they need to fix their itemization first before you know <laughs> tossing us all into the fire and then everybody Im imagine imagine the storm on the forums that would be pvp if it existed you know in 104 <laughs> you know with oh, uh, yeah. with the uh, wizards with Storm Chaser, although I don't know, I don't know how well that would work in PvP, but uh, you know, it's really, really hard place to be in. So I do not envy that position that Jay Wilson and his dev team are in. But um, also at the same time, you know, they had people clamoring for an endgame. So I imagine that the the whole Ubers thing and the Hellfire Ring thing uh, that that kind of sidetracked their progression on development for pvp a little bit you know i, I imagine that mm -hmm. you know that they don't quite have a huge development team where they could just you know split off and tackle a whole bunch of different areas such as wow can because you know wow's bringing in a lot more money than diablo on a monthly basis so they can afford to have more devs working on you know more niche areas of the game so i i mean basically diablo's income is from the real money auction house so and well and i guess just sales period but uh i i don't know i i'm still a little disappointed that we still don't even have a clue what's gonna happen with pvp and you know we're we're gonna probably go into the new year not knowing and that's gonna kind of stink but at the same time i don't think it's gonna i i don't know how pvp is gonna work so yeah, I mean, I just see right now, PvP is, if they would bring it out at this moment, it would still be, okay, whoever is able to get the most gold or use real money to get the best items possibly in the game would always just wipe out everybody else. It just, that's just kind of how it is. It'll be like, P PvP would be just like it was playing the PVM prior to 1.05. 
Mm-hmm. It was just like you would you'd have players. Most players would be like, okay, we'll battle, and it's not really a battle of skill; it's a battle of gear. Yeah. You know who has the best gear, and that's who wins. And it would be like, okay, you, you go against the people who've been running a lot longer, who've been playing a lot longer, and or um, have access to the money or the gear, and then it would be just kind of like, it'd be like trying to go against Diablo and Inferno, and you just got out of Nightmare. <laughs> you wouldn't stand a chance two shot you're dead I mean that's just no fun it would turn more people away from the game than it would actually bring people to the game so I think they're really trying to take their time to rebalance the game maybe fix the things that need they know need to get fixed and mm-hmm. then you know that probably brought on one or two more things into the PvP arena where they're going oh man it's not as simple as we thought it was going to be to fix it or you know hey maybe there's something else we can add to do something like I don't think they want to get into the situation that World of Warcraft did, where it was, you know, let's add resilience. Or, okay, wait a minute, let's put cell penetration. Oh, no, wait, let's take uh, this thing out and put PvP power and PvP re- um, defense. And mm-hmm. it, it's just, they're always spending, I mean, they've spent eight years trying to balance it, and it's, it's a near impossible thing to balance. I don't think they want to kind of have to spend you know, years upon years still trying to balance a part of the game like PvP. I know this would probably stink as for a lot of people out there who just want to smash, you know, basically just, you know, smash face and those who have the gear, you know, they maybe it's just fun to completely annihilate players and, and they don't want to rely on, you know, skill. Maybe the fun for them in PvP is just, you know, blowing somebody up as opposed to you know having a good a good exchange with somebody but um, my my idea is I, I kind of I, I think prior to Diablo coming out I thought PvP was going to be completely separate from the game so, so to speak mm-hmm. where you would just create a character or you would you'd essentially you know choose your class and then everybody would have the exact same gear for like you know all wizards would have the exact same gear um, may, maybe some slight differences, you know, depending on whether you want to go with two hand or one hand, and you know, an off hand, something like that. But then, then basically, you know, the playing playing field would be all pretty much level with one of the one another, and then you just play to have fun, you know, just to PvP, not to acquire gear. And I, I I think that's one direction that they should possibly look into. I know it won't be a popular one because. Like I said, some people are in it just for, you know, wrecking other people, so they, they probably wouldn't like that so much, but I, I think that's probably the only way that they could do it without drastically overhauling the itemization at this point, because the difference between a fresh level 60 and a level 60 who can run an MP10, or, well, let, let's just say MP6 on their own, and farm, you know, nonstop, you know, <laughs> that... that gear gap is so incredibly huge there's there's no way that you can that you can condense it without making some kind of drastic change you know capping everything so that you know you can't go over certain crit level and your crit damage is maxed at a certain level and and uh, i don't know it's a big mess it's a big mess and i think the hellfire ring is gonna you know mess things up a bit too because 
unless they go with like what you were saying where you have sort of a set you know here is here is your wizard and you go for pvp um the people with the hellfire rings are going to be able to do a whole lot more damage than yeah. everybody else even if mm. they're all the same level yeah and i i just had another i i just had another idea creep into my head remember back before the game was released and we saw uh you know with our banners how as you progress through the game you know the the your pile of your spoils around your banner would like get bigger and bigger and your like what was holding your banner would get more ornate or whatever yeah mm -hmm. what if they made the pvp rewards like that you know basically you pvp for cosmetic rewards not not gear that that would be one way i think that That'd be kind of cool, because then they could still show it off. Like what I can do. Yeah. You know, you would still have something in the game that would easily show people that you were really good at PvP. Right. Without mm -hmm. unbalancing and having the game be broken in PvP. So, Blizzard, if you're listening, that might actually be a good good direction to go. <laughs> and I, I would well, be all for it. That, that would actually be pretty amazing, now that I think about it. Yeah, I remember it coming out of BlizzCon 2011, people were playing... Uh, Diablo before it came out, giving PvP a try, and they would play like two on two or three on three, but that uh, arenas, and they were having a blast doing it. And at that point, it wasn't like people could farm up gear or anything. Yeah, people had a set, you know, amount of skills and gear, and people were just having a great time. It was just kind of a, it wasn't like the MMO style of PvP where you, you had objectives. It was okay, you have, you know, five minutes. Go in there, kill each other as many times as possible, instant respawn, you're back in there, and you know, whoever gets the most kills wins. And it was just a lot of fun. People had a great time with it, and I think that if they could bring something like that back to the game without having it either be reliant upon what you do in the PBM realm, but at the same time not be so far-fetched and away from the game, that it's like, okay, we've got a separate game, and it's called PvP Diablo. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, I think people want to have that, okay, I've got my character that I've built, but at the same time, I've got this other thing to do, which is, you know, I keep going back to StarCraft and how popular that is as an eSport, that they're trying, probably trying to find a way to make Diablo a viable eSport on its own without it ending up like what happened to World of Warcraft Arena, mm -hmm. where it was popular for a while, but then people kind of got, you know, tired of just it being the same thing, just with a different map. Right. And it just doesn't seem to um, have the same balance because there's always one or two classes every season that seem to be just very good, and they're going to take pretty much take the whole cake. While if you look in Starcraft, the reason why it's so popular and it's, it's working so well is because anybody can play any of the three factions in the game and still be able to win as long as they know how to play the game. And that's really a skill-based game rather than having it be a gear or a class balance kind of a, kind of a game. Mm -hmm. And so that I think that that's probably the toughest thing they're trying to get over is, okay, you know, we have to keep rebalancing classes, as you said. You know, they're taking some things away from the wizard, or they're taking some things away from the barbarian, or they've added things to, say, the witch doctor or the demon hunter to make them better. 
they haven't found that balance just in the classes alone. So it'd be really tough to do the PvP mm -hmm. the way it is. So they got a, got some work ahead of them, but I think they could, you know, they can figure it out. Yeah. And before we move on, one last thing that I wanted to address was uh, I didn't mention that Lantonio didn't join us tonight. Um, I imagine something came up and. Uh, yeah, he just wasn't available to record with us tonight, so... Antonio, I hope everything's okay. <laughs> but, um, he... Uh, Zesty wanted, you know, some kind of market research, uh, market report, as, as he put it. Um, I, I can sort of address this a little bit. Uh, I, I don't peruse the auction house nearly as much as I used to, but I, I can basically tell Zesty that, um, most set gear, uh, if it's not well rolled and by that I mean like you get low rolls on your main stat or whatever or if it rolls with you know a completely a completely wrong stat <laughs> um, it's mostly worthless but if you find anything that is well rolled you know with all with all the great stats that you want and I, I think we can pretty much agree that crit chance crit damage and your main stat is pretty much what almost everybody's looking for nowadays and uh, those are really expensive so I guess manage your expectations and look for something cheap if you want to go that direction just just so you can say that you have it and then um, self find the stuff that you can't afford or at least hope that you can self find it <laughs> so yeah we received an email from uh, Lord Bacon Brasia I, I think this one's right up your alley oh absolutely near and dear to my heart bacon <laughs> yep <laughs> Well, this is from Lord Bacon. Hi guys, Lord Bacon, 2129, here from sunny South Africa. Nice, a South African. Well, welcome to the podcast. Uh, be before you continue, I, I did a little bit of research, and he's an EU player, so... Oh, okay, so he's playing in the, the EU realm? Yeah. Is it, okay. That's fantastic. Moving on to Lord Bacon's uh, email. Thanks for your great podcast. I'm really enjoying it while I'm at work and I have even gone and downloaded the first episode uh oh yeah uh oh <laughs> good luck <laughs> he said by pure luck that I found your podcast on the same episode that you celebrated your first birthday yay oh wow oh that's awesome that's awesome it also means he's got a whole lot of other podcasts of us to kind of backtrack through yeah yeah so hopefully he likes us enough to go through all those then <laughs> If not, I'll get a, quite a few laughs out of it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, reason for my email is the lack of voice communication in D3. There's nothing as terrible as trying to type chat and forgetting that you are in the chat window while mob runs away and you go press one 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 two 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 one 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 and no, no spells. Yeah. <laughs> I have done that. I don't know how many times in just many games besides Diablo. So I am running a mumble server for my friends, and at least we can shout and cry together while we're killing some mobs. Lord Bacon goes on to say, I really hope that with this new next expansion, we can have some sort of voice chat function built in. The other wish item on my wish list is a guild hall. Even if it's just a static web page where we can customize a few things or synchronize a few armors or something. I've not played WoW. So I have no ideas what to expect from a guild hall. But I can see the advantage of communal collection points for my buddies to collect share resources. Mm -hmm. 
Anyway, would like to know your views on a guild hall for Diablo 3. Maybe killing monsters will now spawn an extra resource so that we can build, upgrade our virtual halls and possibly buy halls with gold. Imagine starting a, uh, as a small tent village and progressing through to include a full-on cathedral with underground vault and even a practice room for PvP or a limitless dungeon below the hall. Come on! That would be as awesome as bacon vending machine. Mmm, <laughs> bacon and red, red wine. Red, red wine. That's awesome. Keep up the good work and enjoy the killing spree. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that, that he enjoys red, red wine as well. Red, red wine. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thanks, Lord Bacon. <laughs> oh, th I like that. I mean, he has some, some good ideas in there. Chat communication, to be honest, has never been what I consider to be uh, a strong point in Blizzard games overall. Mm -hmm. Because we're always, if you have typed any of the three games, type something in, you hit enter, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to finish typing, and oh, wait a minute, I'm going to do something else in the game. Like, I'm getting attacked, so let me click on this. But you forget to finish typing out your thing, mm -hmm. you're still stuck in that chat bubble. And, yep. But then again, it's not going to read your mind. <laughs> so you kind of have to make those actions. But in-game voice, uh, they've tried that in World of Warcraft, and they even admitted in that game that that was one of the worst features they had put into the game. Not something that they worked very well, because it wasn't a focus of them. The focus of their games are the, the basically the playing of the game, not the communication. They figured there are services like Mumble, and Ventrilo out there that are, you know, take care of that service for them. So that's not something they've really spent a lot of time on, but it would be nice to see them do something like that. Yeah, it would be nice. Um, but I imagine it wouldn't be great. <laughs> I, no. I don't think I don't think Blizzard's going to invest the time to create really good, you know, codecs to uh, encode all that audio and transfer across their servers. So... So mumble's the way to go then it seems. Yeah. 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 It's I I agree that it kind of stinks, but hey, mumble's pretty awesome. I like mumble quite a bit. I should use it a little bit more. But uh I completely I completely like his idea with the guild hall. That would be pretty cool. That mm. would be kind of neat. The only game I've ever seen that had a guild hall was way back in the day. It was called Meridian 59. It predates all of this stuff, and um, at the time, I think World of Warcraft was still being played on consoles. You know, it's like World of Warcraft three or something like that. Um, way back in the day, it did have a guild hall, and you'd have to be part of a guild to access it. At the time, the mechanics of the game required a password, so if you were in the guild, you had to. Uh, this is this didn't work very well, as you'll see, but um, you had to literally like have your character say what the password was. So, if you wanted to know what somebody else's guild hall password was, you just kind of hide out around there oh. and wait for someone to say it. Oh, man. Yeah, and so what ended up happening is people would do that, and then they would uh, come back with a group of other people and say the password. They'd all get in, and they'd raid the guild hall. Oh, my goodness. And oh, slaughter no. whoever was in there, not expecting it, and take stuff. Um, now, this was also a game where if you died anywhere in the game, any other player could come up and just loot all your stuff. Oh, so it, it, that was the mechanics at the time, and this was like, I don't know, like early 90s, like 93, 94, something like that. So games have come a long way since then. Um, 
but I like the idea of having like a guild hall that you could go to. Like maybe you could, I don't know, like teleport to it if you were in the guild, mm-hmm. and then store mm-hmm. up all your stuff. And then this way, like, hey, if we did like um, a show guild, you know, <laughs> then everybody could put like all that stuff in there for people. You know, like we've run into people where they're like, oh, hey, I'm holding this thing for you next time you're in game. You could just stick it in there. That would be great. Mm-hmm. There's pluses and minuses. Uh, the The way it worked with Meridian was you could stick stuff into the guild uh, bank. Once you were in the guild hall, you just had access to the bank, which was another problem. <laughs> you know? wow. um, but you could get access to the bank, but so could everybody else in the guild. So it was kind of hard to figure, like, there was no res- restrictions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you put something in there, like if if you know one of you guys found some really cool armor for a very low level demon hunter, and you said, "Here, I'm going to put this in the guild bank for Jen's tiny little demon hunter," um, if I didn't get there to it, you know, get to it first, anyone else in the guild could have decided to take it, <laughs> you know, yeah. and sell it or you know whatever. I mean, it was a problem with that. Um, it took up space in the game, the guild halls did because it was. Um, the visualization was more like World of Warcraft, where you're walking through towns or whatever. But um, I can see where it could work now. You know, with the the way games are now, <laughs> a little better. You know, you wouldn't need the password thing that didn't work. Um, I could see it as a good way for, like, say, if we had a show guild, everybody to kind of like, I don't know, leave stuff for each other or stuff like that. But um, I don't know. I know that players have wanted a guild hall in World of Warcraft for quite some time, or player housing mm-hmm. in World of Warcraft for quite some time, and Blizzard hasn't really been interested in doing that, at least in World of Warcraft. So, I don't know. But, I mean, it'd be nice if Diablo had something where you could sort of group up in an easier way. Yeah, I, I agree with that, because I'll be honest with you, about two years ago, you know, hearing people talk about player housing in World of Warcraft, I'm like, that's oh, dumb, you know, just get off of it. But I've really started to come around because I'm starting to understand that it's more than just, hey, you know, I want to look good. It, you know, it's a great place to really socialize in the game. And that's something that Diablo hasn't started with. It, it, you did not come out with guild support or anything like that. What we have for a community is built because of the fact that, you know, for us personally, we have a podcast. We're talking to people. And then from that, we've added people to our battle tag and talked to them or we played with them. And that's kind of how we got together. But it, there's no, like, guild support in Diablo 3. And they purposely didn't want to do that. But I think that, you know, something like this would be great because it's, it's a great way to say, okay, you know, either I have done this or I have done this with this group of friends. And it's a place for us to, you know, sure, maybe show off some of our good, but maybe... At the same time, uh, kind of a gathering place to say, okay, you know what, yeah, what do we need to do and Monster Power 8 and Inferno to get for Act 3 to 4? Because, you know, we're stuck at this thing and it just, we can't figure out how to get this part to work. Or it's, it's a way to talk with each other about how to do things. Or maybe even, you know, like, hey, PvP, you know, we finally got PvP going and you know, let's display some of our trophy or. You know, let's display how we've done. You know, even just go as crazy as to say, okay, you know what, we can record and and uh, play back our latest matches, or you know, re- record and play back um, our kill of Diablo. You know, solo naked witch doctor run or whatever it might be. You know, I mean, not that I wouldn't have done that before, but 
it would just be fun to, to kind of, I, I like that idea of just even more expansive. It, it's a way to kind of get people to, to keep in the game. And I think that would be fun because games have changed. Like I, We've talked about that I don't know how many times now. But the face of action role-playing games has really changed from when Diablo 2 even came out. And people expect more than just playing the same game mm-hmm. over and over. You know, people expect to be able to achieve that next thing, or even show it off. You know, because I'm spending this time doing it, I'd like other people to see what I've done. You know, and it's just part of the competitive nature of being a human. And I think that you know, this is a kind of a great idea. It's just I don't know if that's even on their radar at all, but it'd be something to think about. Just any kind of guild support. Even if it didn't include the guild hall, it would be awesome. A guild bank would be would be huge, but uh, you know, not necessary. But just just having you know an easier way of communicating with everybody in the guild, you know, because not everybody can. I mean, I I guess everybody could join the channel or hop on Mumble, but it would just you know it'd be easy, so much easier. Just you know, when you log in. Whoever's on in the guild, you know, you can just start t- talking with them and with everybody else, you know. You don't have to worry about whispering one person at a time. It would just be so mm-hmm. much easier. But... And that's exactly it. Like, right now, if, you know, let's say I get to the point where I'm ready to fight Belial again and I don't want to do it on my own, I'm going to have to go through, okay, who's on my friends list? Who's on right now? What are they doing? It, it would be so much easier just to get in the guild like you would do, you know, in World of Warcraft and say, okay, I want to go do this. Who's here to help? Yeah. Just like that. It'd be so simple. Um, and I think, you know... Going back to what Brazier was saying about how games have changed over the years, I think what keeps a lot of people interested in the game is their friends are playing. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think this would help with that, but we'll have to see what Blizzard wants to do with all of it. Yeah, it's either that or you can just do a lot of arm twisting. Am I right, Epsana? <laughs> <laughs> Finally got her to come back and play a little bit. She, she leveled the Demon Hunter, I think, to 7 or 9. I forget what, what it was. So I think I remember hearing it was a demon hunter. Yep. So that was very cool. Um, like I said, I miss mine. I gotta go back and play again. But I'm gonna make myself get through Act One first, you know, with the barbarian. But yeah, the more people we can pull in to uh, come play D3, the better. Yeah, exactly. Alrighty. Well, um, we have a really lengthy email from uh, our good friend Master Doe. He he alludes to possibly splitting this email up, and I just I could not find a good logical break in it. So we're just gonna tackle it all. Um, Merry Christmas, everybody. Here we go. So this is from Master Doe. Hi, dear Soulstoners. It's Master Doe back. Well, I didn't forget about the story of my hardcore demon hunter. It was kind of a Christmas gift I was preparing. Let's say we're all impatient kids, not able to wait for the end of December. Well, we surely are. No? <laughs> okay, here it is. Oh, just a minute. If if it's too long, well, in parentheses. Well, not written yet, but it will be in parentheses. Just cut it into two or three parts, and maybe it will bring us to Christmas. Well, it will, Master Doe, because our next episode will be after Christmas, so... Um, about a few months ago, I followed another podcast. I guess you already know the name, Diablo Off the Record. There were those hardcore challenges, burning me crazy. Or, churning me crazy, not burning. <laughs> I had my cursor over the T. Anyways, uh, he continues. Since I just started the game and wanted to level up my Master Doe Demon Hunter, but that seems so exciting. 
And then once the challenge was about the Demon Hunter, well, now that you know me a little bit more, you can imagine I wouldn't let the chance go. I left my main Demon Hunters behind for a moment, right after getting my Disciple of the Night achievement and got into it for the worst and for the better. Let me tell the listeners who don't know about these challenges what the main rules are. You have to get your hardcore hero from one boss to another each week. We work first, then our... Oh my goodness, I've never tried to pronounce the Spider Queen thing. Aaron? I think it's Aranya, because in Spanish, spider is Aranya. Like, Aranya, you know? So I think it's probably playing off of that, but that's just my guess. Aranya. Okay. Oh, that, that came through very robotic on my end, but uh, in I'm sure in post it won't sound that bad. But uh, then the butcher, and so on and so on. Each time you complete a challenge, you take the next one with the old rest- restriction plus the new ones. And add c- cumulative... Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm having so much trouble tonight. <laughs> this is fun. Um, and additional penalties leads you to death for sure. Uh, the name of the challenge was Assassin's Challenge, meaning playing a demon hunter fighting with a melee weapon, shield allowed. I never realized hardcore demon hunter could be played that way for long, but I tried. And what's more, I learned some more about how to play the demon hunter. I thought I would use grenades, but having played with much higher level demon hunters for so long, I forgot that this skill comes so late. Uh, in parentheses, it comes at a level at level 11 and I had to do without it, so I developed other techniques. Using a freezing dagger, and in parentheses, I was lucky that I had one drop so early, and one of my favorite was the backstab style. Let me explain. It works awesome with those tomb guardians that summon skeletons since they have some skeletons making kind of a wall between you and them. I trigger my smoke screen and run through those like a ghost, then arriving near the guardian or main monster, I hit them to death with my dagger. If the monster is still alive, like a buried, which I couldn't, uh, OS at this point. Uh, oh, okay, I, it, it's his O, oh crap button, I guess is what he was alluding, alluding to, and tries to hit me a second smoke screen, and I get invisible once more, just long enough to get on his back and stab him. Oh, I see. So, looked like an assassin? Yes. But it was an assassin's challenge, so what? I really played as if that kind was kind of a ghost dog, not only another demon hunter, and gosh, that was 100% fun. <laughs> that week, I beat Leoric, and I felt great. I couldn't imagine I would succeed, but well, you know the truth. <laughs> and he succeed he did. Um, the next challenge was the classist challenge meaning having at least one object dedicated to your class. So for the Demon Hunter, since I still had to do without a crossbow, and so without a quiver either, I found an ugly cloak. He thinks they're ugly? Oh, I, I kind of agree. Um, which made which made me keep on going, and I went to Aranya, as uh, Jen suggested the pronunciation would be. Let me tell you that Chakram at this point made just was just a miracle, killing things faster than you can imagine. But what can be surprising is that even having access to grenades, I just didn't use them. Why? Just because it didn't fit with my character. It was an assassin. 
getting inside close combat, not a chicken, even an engineering one. I, I guess he would also was alluding to that it wouldn't fit within that mindset, I guess, of playing it like an assassin. And my new poison dagger was so nice and effective, so I tried to do it the good old way. Swinging the blade, <laughs> impaling the hardest targets, and launching my shock, my shock arms for AoE. As you can see, it worked quite well. Does anybody know the story of Jade Hearth from the Quinn RPG? Oh, Chinese name pronounced Xian. Okay, I totally did not pronounce that correctly. And her butterfly dance. Uh, Brigia, have you heard of that? I sure haven't. No, I have not. Never played Jean. Yeah. Imagine someone using knives with that much speed and dexterity that it's only when she stops moving that you know that there are only two. Her dance consists of churning around her target, hitting it so fast that the target can't even move. At last, you don't see a woman fighting. You see something that looks like a cloud of iron butterflies, melting the brightness of blades and pearls of blood until the dance stops. Jade Hearth being immovable and the target at last falling dead. Hmm. That's the way I tried to play that character. Turning around, hitting fast, always moving, and when I stop, the enemy, the enemy even still standing, is right dead. I'm going inside the fights, disappearing from enemies whenever they try to kill me, but still hitting them. When a samurai got his head off, he should be able to do one last thing. Uh, the, uh, oh my goodness, what the hacker? Oh my, the Hagakur? Curry? Hagakuri. Wow. I'm sorry, folks. I'm tired, and obviously I, I have difficulties with the English and or, well, just weird words that are not English. Let's, let's say that. Okay, he continues. When death tells my assassin it's time to go, she has a chance to do one last thing, disappearing from death, death itself. Well, there were no match for Aranya in front of my assassin. She fell quite easily. To be honest, even faster than I had guessed. The next challenge was the 22 challenge, Double Deuce. The description should be something like, run as far as you can until you reach level 22. Of course, the run stops only after a boss. I completed that one too, killing the butcher with, I must say, quite much stress, but as much fun. I did it in that butterfly dancer style and it was really cool. But I wasn't level 22, so I had to keep on going. Which meant walking through Act 2 and reaching level 22 just before Magda, which gave me quite a hard time to kill. Yeah, Magda's, Magda's fun, isn't she? Um, the next challenge was a barbarian one. I won't elaborate on this one, since it had nothing to do with uh, the subject of Demon Hunter. But I must tell, tell you that I didn't enjoy it that much. Ooh doesn't like the barbarian interesting the next one i took my demon hunter back and with great pleasure as you can guess it was the hadrig's apprentice challenge this one consists in wearing only crafted gear well i must admit i kind of cheated on this one not really in fact um since hadrig can't craft cloaks and since i had to carry together the classes challenge meaning necessarily or er, the necessity of having a cloak because of the assassin's challenge and Hadrig's apprentice challenge meaning no cloak that would have been impossible to fit, fill so I changed all my gear except that 
<laughs> that damned cloak. Not really proud of myself since, well, I did not complete all the restrictions. I ran in and got in front of Zoltan Cool, beating him despite of his teleporting mania. And the last challenge I completed was the Hadrix Challenge Apprentice... Er, um, wow, Hadrix Apprentice Challenge 2, Butcher Time, meaning the same restrictions as Hadrix Apprentice Challenge, but getting to the final boss of the of Act 1, the butch or, well, the final boss of the act that you're in, the Butcher for Act 1, Belial for Act 2, and so on. Well, hmm, I should admit it, I did pee in my pants hearing about that challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I was not far from playing exclusively Demon Hunter. I was grown with the Belial phobia. <laughs> yeah, Belial is no fun, at least in my opinion. Oh, come on. I can relate to that. I don't like Belial, not one bit. Oh, Belial's fun. I've never, even, I've never heard of a Demon Hunter never dying in front of him. Sometimes, or often, even in normal. But in hardcore, I could not die. You remember when I told you that playing Demon Hunter was running? Told you that for a Demon Hunter, discipline was life? Well, now I can say that I agree with the second one. Yes, I stayed the closest I could, fleeing away only when I could not stand the hurts, just running enough to get my cooldowns on preparation ending, and yes, I beat him. I beat Belial with my first hardcore Demon Hunter, and what's more, a close combat one. And of course, I was and still am proud of that. I'm pretty proud of you, Master Doe. That's impressive. That is very impressive. Yeah. Way to go. Really. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So now the challenges are over since the podcast is not anymore. Uh, in parentheses, he includes the Dungeon Crawler podcast is nice. But, well, today uh, I just saw a little tweet from the Dungeon Crawler podcast tweet, uh, Twitter account that um, evidently they're final episode is going to be December 29th or 23rd. I forget the exact date, but yeah, sadly, the Dungeon Crawler, and, well, the, you know, the evolution, I guess you could say, of Dungeon Off the Record. Dungeon, Dungeon Off the Record. Wow. Diablo Off the Record is no more, so that kind of sucks. But, um, hmm. yeah. Yeah, I would love to see more out there, people doing it rather than stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah, we need more Diablo podcasts. I'm I'm really bummed that Dungeon Crawlers can be going away too. But uh, anyways, I'll continue on with Master Doe's email. I leveled up another hardcore demon hunter, a classic one. And what's sad, I never played my loving demon hunter anymore, but kept her. Uh, I'm not sure what he means. I guess maybe his first demon hunter. Well, anyways. Yeah, his first love. Yeah. Here's her story. Hope you enjoyed. Love you all. Your French friend, Master Doe. And postscript. You know what? I so missed my loving close combat demon hunter that I tried a crazy build of my own. I worked uh, I worked such a while on that one. And in Inferno MP1, it works pretty well for now. The members of my French community were, were surprised. Even surprised that it could work. So now my Master Doe demon hunter takes it over. Um, since I sometimes switch my gear and build to take some fun. Maybe I'll tell you once. Yes, a shorter one. I promise I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Master Doe. I I'm glad that we got to hear about your crazy, hardcore demon hunter. And I, I, I had a suspicion that it was related to the uh, 
Diablo off the record hardcore challenges since uh, I, I, I've heard his name mentioned during that podcast every time they get to the hardcore challenge area so no, I love that idea of the uh, challenges those are fun mm-hmm. um, you know wish I had time to do more of them but still I mean anybody in the community if you, if you got come up with strange ideas or it's something you'd like oh you know what we should try that go ahead and throw it out there I mean people are loving to do do different things with Diablo not just us but I mean anybody is uh they want to find things to do in D3 yeah there were a lot of rule sets back in Diablo 2 you know like live off the land and that that's where those those hardcore challenges came from you know all those different mm-hmm. ideas of making the game even more interesting <laughs> so or just restricting yourself to a certain play style yeah it's a lot of fun and I'm really bummed that uh that Dean and, and his crew are not going to be doing any more podcasts, but I, I guess they just felt like there wasn't enough news to carry the show, which is why I'm glad that we decided to go with a community focus, because, uh, we, you know, our show is still going pretty strong right now, and I'm, I'm really proud of that. And the community is more fun anyway. Yeah. You know, it's more fun. I mean, you can actually get in and play with people, and they can come find us and, you know, play with us um, whenever we're on, and, you know, that's... I think that's something really cool about this podcast mm-hmm. is that we have that, you know, ability to interact. It's not, you're not just listening to a podcast. You're, you know, you're part of our group in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, years from now, if you go back and listen to another episode or someone new comes in and wants to listen to previous episodes, the news that we report, which we report some, is going to be old news. But those stories about people's experiences in game and stuff we did on game nights and things like that, that's still going to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like the way we went with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love hearing about what people are up to in-game. I mean, if it wasn't for Master Doe, I never would have gone with, you know, that close-quarters combat style with my Demon Hunter. And, uh, you know, he inspired me, and I did it. And Master Doe, guess what? You can get all the way through Inferno. No problem. I don't know about MP1. I'll have to give that a shot. But uh, um, I, I guess gear will dictate how far you can go depending on or dictate how high you can go with your monster power with that build but um yeah i i do think i do think it's viable at least uh as a tank maybe not you won't be able to bring the dps but oh well um so yeah that was that was a very very long email and master doe don't worry if you send in another novel that's fine we will still read it exactly I mean, everybody's email that's sending in, uh, they're, they're just fantastic, and we have so much fun reading them, and it gives us a lot of ideas, just like you've just been saying. Mm-hmm. Other than our the emails that we got, there were a couple things that, um, well, I mean, it's December, Christmas is coming close, and uh, so there's not really a whole lot of news other than there will be no news until after Christmas, for sure, in terms of uh, the PvP blog. But, um... <laughs> There, there has been some. There have been a few things like uh, Blizzard has been running these polls for your favorite environments, and the Act One poll closed in the favorite, everybody's favorite area in that in Act One was the Cathedral. No surprise there. And then uh, Act Two, that poll closed, and that one was the Dolger Oasis. I'm kind of surprised. My favorite was uh, my favorite was um, uh, the uh, um, not. Oh gosh, 
the Terminus, where uh, you fight Sultan Cool. That was my favorite environment. Oh, the archive? Yeah. Well, that came in second. Oh. On the list. Yes. It did. It was 34% of people liked the Dalgar Oasis the best out of Act 2, and 24% liked the archives of Z- Sultan Cool the best. So. Okay, there we go. Yeah. So there you go. That, that's good to know. And then I think the Act 3 poll will be closing... The 19th, I think. Yes. I think it runs till the 19th. So if you want to go and make your voice heard on those, you have to log into Battle.net, obviously, and then you can select your vote uh, or cast your vote, and it'll show you after that where you know each section, like what percentage has voted for each little part um, at that time. And then when the polls close, it'll be something everyone can see. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. then once they get to the Act 4 poll, they, they should include the option None. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, beautiful. Yes, I guess. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there, there won't be a whole lot of different um, environments in Act Four. <laughs> yeah, no. they'll have less, but you know, people can still say what they think about it. Yeah. I'm kind of. I'm not really surprised that Act One, everyone, well, the majority that voted liked the Tristram Cathedral because that was pretty cool too. But you know, they liked the Halls of Agony and Leoric's, you know, manor a lot. I'm like, really? Yeah. I don't like that part. But like, nobody likes the spiders. They only got two percent. <laughs> the caverns of Aranye, you know. Yeah. <laughs> only two percent like the spiders. Um, yeah. That area does suck quite a lot. It's weird. It's just weird. You know, you can hear stuff, but you can't see where it's coming from. And it's hard to navigate mm-hmm. through it. You know, like you can't go from point A to point B. It's all looped around and there's all those little egg sacs everywhere that can throw more little spiders at you. And it's just kind of, I don't know, it's like non-intuitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... Or or there's a lot of people that have a spider phobia. It could be that too. Yeah. Like, yep. like me. Not a fan of the spiders. Yeah. Yep. No, not at all. They creep me out. So, other than that, uh, I did encounter... Uh, I, I, d- I discovered this uh, through the Diablo fans forums. Uh, I think it's the guy who did these... Uh, I wouldn't call them podcasts because they're on YouTube, but they're kind of like podcasts. It was a state of the game, a commentary, by, uh, by this organization called Red Team team gaming and uh it was really good discussion um and pretty critical but you know in in a constructive way you know it wasn't just you know qq for qq's sake it was you know really good constructive criticism of the game and some of the design decisions that blizzard has gone with and some of the failings or some of the trappings that they fell into and um you know that just the kind of the evolution where the game is at where where we're today and where they would like to see it taken in the future and so far there are four parts out the first one i'm trying to remember what the focus on the first one was i think it was just like an overall state of the game then part two was about classes and then part three was about itemization and part four is about crafting (laughs) so Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can imagine that the crafting one part four is probably the most critical of them all (laughs) Well, with good reason. Are these ongoing? Do you think they're going to be adding more to this? I'm trying to remember if there's going to be a part five, but um, I, I've been I meant to get in contact with this guy. Just I, 
just haven't had the time. But um, I'm going to include links to all four parts, direct links to each part, because if you go to the first one and then try to find part two, it's kind of hard because there's a lot of other different videos thrown up on YouTube th through that Red Team Gaming, so it might be a little difficult to find it, you know, mixed in with everything else. So we're just going to include links to each part directly in our show notes. So I would highly suggest everybody give it a listen. It's really, really good discussion. Uh, also, I should also um, warn everyone that the first, the first one, the audio is kind of, um, well, it's, it's listenable, but just barely. Um, but the audio problems that they experienced in the first part um, get corrected in the second, third, and fourth. So, you know, it's easier to listen to part two, three, and four. So, yeah, definitely go do that. I. It kind of mirrors some of my opinions directly, and these the the two guys have a lot of experience with Diablo 2, so if, if you're not as familiar with Diablo 2, or you are familiar with Diablo 2, and you know you're really hardcore, you'll really appreciate the discussion that they have, so I would go check it out. And with that, I don't really have anything else other than, um, you know, Merry Christmas everybody, or Happy Holidays if, you know, you're you don't celebrate Christmas, or how about happy, what is it, happy Festivus for the rest of us? Festivus for the rest of us, yeah, there's a lot of holidays in December. There's Christmas, there's Hanukkah, there's Winter Solstice, there's, I think, Kwanzaa. Um, that's off the top of my head. So, happy everything. Yeah, happy everything. Mm -hmm. And be, if if you have a family, you know, hug your, hug your children. Hug them tightly, because the world is a very nasty place sometimes, and if, um, yeah, why not? Uh, if anybody, you know, if, if you if you were affected by the uh, shootings in Connecticut, you know, uh, really, really, really stinks. But, you know, if our show can give you, you know, an hour and a half of not thinking about that, then that's awesome. And sorry for bringing it up right now, but uh, I just wanted to you know, express my sympathies and let everybody know if you were affected by that in any way, you know, if you if you had a you know second nephew or whatever, uh, yeah, bad stuff. So, okay, let's close out the show. Um, so you have been listening to episode thirty of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. If you've missed an episode, you can find the show blog or listen to the show archives at shatteredsoulstone.com. If you want to join us in game, go to our sh wow, go to our show blog and navigate to our Soulstoners Battle Tags page. There you'll find our battle tags as well as those of many other listeners of the show. This show is powered by you, the listener, so please send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at shatteredsoulstone.com. We love social media. Come join us on Facebook, Google Plus, and Twitter. Although Twitter is probably your best bet, uh, you can find the show Twitter at Shattered Stone. I'm at Nevik James. Jen is at Queen of Haiku. Brasia is at the Brasia or the underscore Brasia. Wow, I did that second show in a in a row. And our fourth musketeer, who was sadly not present with us tonight, is at Lantonio. And if you cannot spell our names, you go to Shattered ShatteredSoulStone.com, and you will find links to our Twitters there as well. So. Uh, we would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at thedawnforge.com. Finally, thank you everyone for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, 
hug your loved ones and let them know that you love them. I got a challenge for us. I'm gonna find that elf on the shelf and see if he has any treasure drop for me. Ooh, maybe he's a treasure goblin. That's what I was thinking. See if he laughs, laughs maniacally as you chase him around. Or maybe he's a turkey in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a presentation of Dawn Forge, copyright 2012. Find great podcasts and more at thedawnforge.com.